0: With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom, reach new audiences, and bring important information to the public free of charge. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Simply go to TNTradio.live. This is Digging Deeper with DD Denslow on today's News Talk. TNT Radio.
1: Uh, Welcome back to uh, TNT Radio. Yes, you're here with me, Didi Denzo, on a Sunday episode of Digging Deeper. Uh, And uh, an interesting show I've got lined up for you today. First up, and finally, uh, he's a man who uh, is no stranger to TNT Radio. Uh, He's been on plenty of times, but he's never spoken to me. And actually, that should be all that matters. Yes, I've got Johnny Vod Vedmore. He is going to be joining me in just a couple of minutes. Uh, He's an investigator journalist, a musician, an activist uh, from Cardiff in Wales and he's produced a series of uh, investigations uh, into the history of Klaus Schwab and we will be talking about the World Economic Forum. Uh, all those bug-pushing weirdos are meeting in Davos starting tomorrow. So he's a bit of an expert on Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum and I might chuck in uh, some Jews under the streets and maybe a bit of Epstein uh, into the mix and 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 of course, because I have actually spoken to you briefly, Johnny, uh, when when we was at uh, Newport uh, earlier on last year, uh, and I think I was trying to give a revolutionary talk on the stage, if I remember rightly, uh, and I am still trying to push that uh, in vain, so maybe we'll finish our conversation on talking about how we need a global revolution, particularly as there are 50 elections happening this year, and one happened yesterday in Taiwan. So a pretty big and pretty important elections. The Chinese said it was a vote on war or peace. Or at least that's what's being pushed in the mainstream news. Uh, the DPP, uh, the already sitting government in Taiwan won. Uh, the guy who won it is called uh, uh, Lei Ching Ti very sort of Taiwanese, chinese Chinesey type name. I actually grew up with some Chinese. They're very, very lovely people. They get a bit of a bad rep uh, from Western media, but that does mean that Taiwan has decided to continue its alignment and its movement towards the U.S. Which, of course, the U.S. must be absolutely rubbing its hands. It's thinking of all the air defense systems that it can now sell. Even though the Taiwan is literally covered in air defense systems, they're going to get some more in coming months. And I suspect the Chinese are probably thinking to themselves, revolution uh maybe we should make a move uh, on taiwan in the coming months in coming years and not the 19 the the, the 2040 sort of date that's been bounded around previously and then coming up at 1 p.m uh, i've got michelle effendi uh she sent me a message uh on my uh twitter hmm well oh, maybe about a month ago three weeks ago saying oh, i'm being prosecuted still in the usa i'm being persecuted for protesting against covid mandates for refusing to accept the covid vaccine for myself and my family she's a mother of four uh, and she is looking at possible time in jail and she's asked if she could come on here on tnt uh, to speak out about her case she's been on other uh, programs including Doctor Drew, so hopefully all the way from the US of A, I will have Michelle uh, coming to join me. One final story. Let's just bring it up here before I go to Johnny. Uh, Four migrants apparently died uh, in the Channel yesterday. We didn't have a navy in there, you know. HMS Diamond wasn't in there patrolling the seas. That's too busy, too busy firing rockets at Yemen, guarding the the Gulf of Aden and the Red Sea. Happen. Yeah, where was the lifeguards? Uh, And where was the the Royal Navy when you need them? Uh, But we've had 300 migrants in the last two days arrive at Dover. So all eyes on Dover, because loads of black people coming into the country. But don't look at Heathrow. Don't look at Gatwick. Don't look at the Channel Tunnel where there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people breaking into this country every day. Keep your eyes on the black people coming in at Dover because that really riles up all the racists and it really riles up the natives of the UK whilst we are being invaded from every other corner. Um, So, uh, Johnny, I'm going to go straight to you now, mate. Um, How are you? Thanks for coming on oh, my show finally, yeah, and maybe you could just do a little brief introduction uh, before we go on to something saucy like Tunneling Jews of New York City.
2: Welcome <laughs> yeah, to the Yeah, well, man. my... Yeah, awesome to be here, man. Thanks for having me. I'm Johnny Vedmore, and I'm an investigative journalist. I write long-form articles. I look for the things that no one else finds, and I find them. Uh, I report on things that people are afraid to report on. Usually, intelligence agencies are big, powerful. I'm an expert on Klaus Schwab, on the Epstein case. I helped research and write a little bit of One Nation Under Blackmail with Whitney Webb, and I love to talk. I have channels, and I have spaces, and I have podcasts. And I have shows, and I just love to to be active and and investigating, man, investigating independently out in the wild. And that makes you uh, a perfect guest uh,
1: for our shows here on TNT. You mentioned Whitney Webb. Uh, interestingly, I was just having a look at the live chat, just uh, warming up the audience, letting them know who I've got on today. Uh, and Skippy, it's always Skippy. I always give him a shout out. He made a comment to say, "Please ask Johnny." about whitney webb now i don't really know what's going on i quite like whitney webb i think she's really really good at relaying information she talks very Mm -hmm. well she's very articulate she's clearly well informed uh, but what was that comment about in the live chat here on TNT? No,
2: well, yeah. well she's my former partner, and we've had uh, we've had issues uh, over the past year. It's been a pretty horrible year. We have a, a kid together, and she's basically refusing me like oh. communication with my kid, or even to tell me oh, how my I, kid is I, when he's in hospital. So it's I it's, it's a horrible situation. Yeah, well, I, I mean, the fact is, life is life, isn't it? People act in certain ways at certain times for certain reasons, and trying to work out those reasons are really hard and when you're in a relationship with someone and you have a child and everything goes uh tits up we can say uh then uh, basically you know what can you do what can you do you have to just ride the storm come out on the other side think what's best for the kids and i i I, you know that's probably what i should say yeah
1: uh yeah i didn't know i didn't know that she was um a no, that's fine man. A don't worry together, so, cold, um, i if, mean if
2: I... I mean we're both high profile on the epstein scene so everybody knows <laughs> now she made it pretty public so so it's fine
1: um, we'll, talk, we'll, we'll come to Epstein in a minute. Let's talk about um, this Jewish uh, incident uh, in New York City. Um, uh, a load of uh, young uh, 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 Jewish extremists, and they've been described Jews as extremists. in the
2: wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, 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 they're
1: allegedly, uh, during the COVID uh, pandemic, during lockdowns, they decided from their synagogue to dig quite a large tunnel network it's a network of tunnels uh towards um a children's museum now um please uh you've said you've had a look at this you've been following it a little bit please can you tell me uh, Mm -hmm. what your comments are on this story and what do you think the reality is what what actually happened were they just trying to expand their synagogue or is there something more sinister going on S-
2: super complicated reality because obviously I think this is a hasidic community so it means that basically they're very closed off uh the whole area you'll find is all hasidic Jews uh and they don't use you know they they, they have kosher internet cafes so, so you know you can't use the internet you can't use certain technology um uh they use flip phones and stuff quite a lot uh old school technology and and to be honest it's a very closed off community even jews who are from america who are just regular jews they go in there and they're not appreciated you're not allowed to film you're not allowed to do other things well you are you can by law but you'll get a load of people you know not liking you so it's a very closed off community so there's like it, it, things like Shabbat Lubavitz and other things that are in 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 there, which are groups that are really extreme uh, in certain area of Judaism. So it's not a surprise because basically they were saying they had to tunnel in uh, to avoid co- COVID mandates. Um, but there's just so many reasons and so many bits of evidence that make you go, "What was going on there?" It, the problem is it's very it's not it's not like the community that surrounds it you know there's no there's no sort of integration at all um just one one or two outsiders will work in the area so it's really hard to know and i think that's what comes if there's a lot of place if there's a lot of room for speculation people will speculate uh-huh uh, and there's been plenty of speculation
1: one the mainstream story oh that were just digging to to to, to avoid uh, the, the the restrictions that are on in new york city for regards to COVID, all the way to why have they got soiled mattresses and high chairs being pulled out of this tunnel system but there is a really good point it's by jake shields he obviously has if you've been following jake shields quite a anti uh a jewish or anti-zionist bias but he said if it was muslims who had built this uh uh, uh these tunnels uh, under mosques people will be asking a lot of questions if it was Christians, people will be asking a lot of questions But because they are Jewish Nobody is asking any questions and it, it brings me to this one thought. Why? Why is that why when it comes to the Jews everyone's frightened? To say anything or ask any questions about their actions or behavior, whether it's in New York City Or what they're doing in Gaza at the moment?
2: Yeah, that's uh, hundreds of years, hundreds of years of history. I mean, d- d- especially the past. Really, uh, you, what what you can see if you go back in the past and you you have a look at what really happened in the past, you're not told a lot of the reasons why World War um one finished the way mm-hmm. it did, why the, mm-hmm. the 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 Treaty of Versailles was such a bad thing for Germany, what how uh, the Jewish community had been accepted by Germany after the pogroms in the east and uh, the german people in world war 1 uh, felt really betrayed by the fact that the the uh, Jewish uh, people who were in control of parts of the media and banking had America turn on Germany when they had been pro-German before. So there's a lot of history there that then went on and led to World War Two, led to the mm-hmm. the terrible things we see. And now it's mm-hmm. you're not allowed to speak about everything; it's just too dangerous. But people aren't really told about what the true history is, why there's so much animosity around, and you know it always comes round to people saying, "Oh, it's about blood libels." And, and things mm-hmm. but it's just not it's just not there's, there's a massive history it's about um whether it's about superiority and it, it, we know from the scripture and from the way uh jewish people live their life there is an element of superiority wherever they are and that causes conflict with whatever culture they're living next mm-hmm. to
1: I mean, that's sort of the underpinning ideology of Zionism is that the, the Zionists are superior to everybody else, and therefore they can do what they want. They get away with what they want, and they have actually infected all the positions of power. The Zionists, I'm not necessarily talking about Jewish people, I'm talking about Zionists, uh, 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 positions of power right across the world in every institute. You mentioned something Kaos as well, and I've got a note of it but the, the, the Chabad uh, Labovich. Is that if I pronounced that in correct? Shabad
2: uh, Lubavitch, I think. Lubavitch, say,
1: but. yeah. Um, how extreme are they? What's their sort of driving purpose? Because I have here uh, Jewish extremists who wish to bring about the end times. Is that true? Is that the purpose of this sect of Jewish
2: um, ideology? Mm-hmm yeah they 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 um led by um oh what's his name Schneerson rabbi Schne- i think his name is Schneerson he's the one who meets all of the big heads within the the uh jewish state and zionism who may be the Moshayak, maybe the coming the re- return you know the set, uh, the the coming of the the lord on earth and it's what they want they want to see the return of the messiah so they they that means that um there's a lot of rules where they can break the laws around in other nations, in other states of the world, so that Mm -hmm. they can reach that end, you know? Mm -hmm. So they're the extreme end of the stick, though.
1: And how influential are they in terms of the Israeli government and the American government in particular. Because I heard a rumour, and I took no notice of it, other than it's really interesting, was that behind the Trump administration were religious right-wing extremists who were determined to start a war to bring about the end times. You're hearing the similar sort of storylines and whispers coming. Yeah,
2: Please, There's please a reason really in. important reason well why would why would Trump be supported and it was down to Jared Kushner being one of the most uh, in within within the uh, extreme Zionist community they spread bet who is the Moshiach who's going to be the the return of the 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 king and uh, Jared Kushner is a favorite He's one of the favorites of being the Moshayak on earth, the return. So, I mean, that is, that is, uh, you, why wouldn't you support the return of your Messiah, you know, um, and his uh, stepfather, you know, it, mm-hmm. who runs a country one of the most powerful nations of the mm-hmm. earth, you know, is, it, it just makes sense. Uh, it's such a good uh, voting tool to put drive voters in America as well, because the Jewish communities uh, in America and the Jew- Jewish groups are amazing at mobilizing their voters uh, with, mm-hmm. to speak within one voice. And they will not care if you're a Democrat or if you're a Republican. They will come in for whoever's supporting their cause. And does that? And I'm, I'm thinking of the the, the building, the six six six
1: building that I forget the name of the road that uh, uh, Jared Kushner uh, bought. Um, do you think because of this sort of dominant Israel narrative that's going to dominate 2024, with everything that's going on in the Middle East and Gaza, does that make Trump uh, a favourite for the 2024 general election in the USA if it happens?
2: Yeah, oh my god, the general election in the USA is a mess, it's a mess. There's no way they have nothing to beat Trump with apart from beating him with everything, you know. They have nothing mm-hmm. to actually beat him with where they can actually successfully win. Um what is really oh there's some really interesting moves. I was I was listening to to them try and use one of the mainstream media, uh try and use a um a Quote from Jeffrey Epstein to sway people away from Trump as though you should listen to a child trafficking paedophile who's who's got intelligence links galore uh instead of listening to that guy because he's so bad and that Mm. that sort of that if that's the level they've got down to if that's where they then trump's in for sure there's no there's no way he can be stopped um and why why not why not and you can feel it's a fracture you what what you were talking about to start with elections in in asia and stuff we're 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 heading to a a obvious world war what we see with israel happening and then becoming more um overt in their actions as we're coming towards what looks like a world war we've got now uh ships guarding important trade uh routes we know where this leads and this Mm -hmm. seems manufactured synthetic and probably to usher in the great resets that are needed all around the world and the great taking where they take Mm -hmm. all of your assets and blame the crash of the financial systems that they will crash themselves and the institution of new financial systems for that great taking
1: uh so in terms of then timescales we're coming to a break now johnny in terms of timescales do you think we're going to see uh, I mean, you could argue we're already in a world war. Everyone's sort of fighting. It hasn't quite coalesced uh, into this sort of big world war that can be presented to the public. But do you think we're going to actually now see the uh, these various sort of hotspot—Ukraine, Russia, the Middle East—come together so that we've got this major sort of two-sided conflict of? You know the the good guys versus the bad guys, depending on on where you sit on that dividing line. Do you think we're going to see that in twenty twenty four, and it could that be the event that prevents the twenty twenty four election in America, in particular, to stop Trump from winning?
2: Well, you'll see the escalation of perpetual limited warfare, that that, that that idea of warfare is what is going to continue happening, but it's going to reach uh, a bit of a more of a crescendo, it's going to have an mm. upbeat, now whether that sparks something big, I don't know, I reckon that the elections will go on, but there will obviously be events during that election which will echo through history, I don't know what they are yet, but this is a big one, 2024. Massive.
1: Okay, well, we're going to a break now, Johnny, and when we come back, we can touch on, on Epstein uh, and then maybe direct our focus to, to, to Davos uh, to see uh, what they're doing over there with old Klaus Schwabi uh, and all his chums coming together to discuss the futures of mankind. Uh, so please stay right with us here on TNT Radio.
0: TNT Radio's Steve Malsberg.
1: 13 Israeli hostages released uh, as part of that ceasefire deal. 49 uh, 49- days after they were taken hostage. 49 days. So that still leaves about 225 to 227 more hostages. Uh, I'm with John Bolton, the former national security advisor to Donald Trump. I'm with Brit Hume of uh, of Fox News. I'm with a bunch of other people who say, this gives Hamas too much time to do whatever they want to do, to do whatever they need to do, to regroup, to rearm, to re-strategize. And as much as you want the hostages back, it can't be at the expense of the other part of the mission, Which is to destroy Hamas. I think it's a mistake.
0: Steve Malsberg on TNT Radio. We honor you, Father, for all that you've done for us. Chief Division Counsel and DOJ have approved a no-knock breach. We want the subject to be on display. Doing the walk of shame, full visual impact. Any questions?
3: Are we becoming a police state?
0: Government told American citizens they couldn't go to church on Sunday. For the first time in my life, I'm saying to myself, am I gonna get a knock at the door?
1: FBI warrant, come to the door now!
0: The Patriot Act and FISA were used against Donald Trump. These individuals have commissioned the biggest propaganda play in U.S. history. They don't go after the people that rigged the election.
3: They go after the people that want to find out what the hell happened.
0: We don't need to have a crime. What we need is a person to look at,
1: and then we go find out what crime you did. FBI!
0: Our focus is shifting.
3: Our main priority as a bureau is gonna be domestic terrorism.
0: It really paints anybody who's right of center. If you're a pro-life, pro-family Catholic, they define you as radical. These are anti-government. We have freedom of religion and freedom of speech. Violent extremists, and they must be dealt with. We can do anything we want. CO2 sustains all life on Earth. But now, it's in long-term decline. We face the return of an ice age. We mandate that the truth be told. Today's News Talk Radio,
1: TNT. And welcome back to TNT Radio. You're here with me, DD Denzel. I'm talking to uh, Johnny Vedmore. Uh, we were talking the full things sort of America and World War and Trump. Uh, we didn't really mention Biden, but it's likely that he is on his way out one way or the other. Uh, but the other sort of major story that's coming out from the USA uh, is the, the Epstein story. Uh, there have been multiple uh, document drops or releases. Uh, we've got a fifth and final batch of court documents relating to sex and paedophile Jeffrey Epstein. They have just been released among the 1,400 pages of records and depositions with Epstein and his former girlfriend, Ghislaine Maxwell. The last trove shows Epstein refused hundreds of times to answer lawyers' questions, including those about alleged blackmail of famous American men. Uh, Johnny, this is an area which you have spent a lot of time uh, digging into. What do you make of these document drops? And are, are there any particular names or documents or allegations that particularly caught your eye?
2: yeah the document drops were basically the repeat of the core evidence that we we already um had a rundown and nobody what was really surprising is that nobody really knew um about most of this they didn't know what the accusations were or the allegations and really also the document drops were were just that they were allegations and you have to you have to decide whether they were true or not yourself because it's a lot of of the allegations were withdrawn later or the statements were changed quite quite um quite a lot. I think the case has been uh, made to be undermined and fall apart and my research has shown that the people who were in charge of the Epstein Victims Legal counsel, Stanley Pottinger, David Bowies and Bradley Edwards all seem to be in bed with the CIA. Stanley Pottinger, who I've written three articles about and a series about uh, is a long-term CIA man who was directly involved in uh, covering up, literally, signing off the final reports on Watergate the assassination of Martin Luther King uh, being involved in the Kent State Massacre, the assault uh, stand-up at Wounded Knee, smuggled guns with Jeffrey Epstein through Iran-Contra, uh, helped form the October Surprise which saw his French, George H. Stanley Pottinger's French, George H.W. Bush get into office, um, lived 500 metres away from Epstein and then became one of the main lawyers for the Epstein victims It's clear that the second uh, legal um, rank Against Jeffrey Epstein was as much of a, a kabuki theatre as the first one was, and and so so it's an a falling case. And but the drops don't really tell you what it tells you is that there's a lot of credibility issues with the with the the named victims, not the unnamed victims. Don't uh-huh. don't forget at all that 99.9% of the girls who were uh, abused by Epstein were abused by Epstein himself at his own properties because. He needed two to three massages a day, um, and if you imagine that over ten years, that's about eight thousand different crimes, and a, basically a long um, a trawl of uh, Palm Beach, young Palm Beach schoolgirls being brought in by a very, very complicated operation, which included nearly every named victim. Are there going to be any arrests?
1: Yeah, uh, we've got Ghislaine Maxwell, she's uh, in a prison, probably living up, we've told she's in a prison. Um, uh, Epstein, is he alive, is he dead? Um, either way, uh, no no, no real crimes or punishments were ever levied in, in his direction. What about the client list? Are we seeing these document releases because there is going to be some fallout and some arrest and some prosecutions, or is all of this just a bit of a limited hangout in the that they can brush it all under the carpet.
2: Yeah, this year, what they, you're going to hear pushed in the Epstein uh, Epstein case in general is reconciliation committees and ways to draw a line under the case and all of this sort of stuff. And you'll see big people, people like uh, Orphan Nick Bryant, who who uh, has has tried to push some very suspicious people upon me uh, over over the past year, um, come out for this idea of a reconciliation committee. Don't trust it; they're, they're panicking behind the scenes because it's all unraveling in actual fact you're likely to see the arrest you're likely to see Ghislaine Maxwell's case start to fall apart the case against her because of the credibility issues and that's why the case was designed as such to eventually protect her and get her out of prison so I think Uh rather than seeing more arrests you're rather you're going to see the for the only person arrested fall up it fall apart
1: and, the ra- and all the client lists, still the people involved, all the people who involved, all the people who've got compromise on them, uh, they're gonna stay in position, they're never gonna be really named or prosecuted in any way, and probably will still carry out the wishes of the people who are controlling or owned Epstein in the first place. And we are told that that is the CIA and mossad and it turned mm-hmm. you know all of a sudden israel gets or the the, uh, the zionists they seem to get uh uh the, the named or they are involved in just about everything that's going on so uh oh, i'm gonna talk yeah. about covid to covid with michelle she's coming on in a couple of hours what involvement did epstein have with things like covid um digital ids cbdc's uh the monitoring recording and uh, um, a logging of everybody's dna things like that what, what was his involvement or the Mossad CIA involvement in that initiative? Bill Gates gets chucked into the mix. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's a wide wide birth question for sure. Um, The CIA and the Mossad uh, work together as a big grey blob and have done since post-1967. What lots of people don't know is the early CIA from 1947 onwards was manned by people like Kermit Roosevelt Jr. and um, Virginia Gildersleeve and Dorothy Thompson, and these were all infamous Anti-Zionists who did not want to see the creation of Israel and thought that it was the biggest mistake in history. Um, so, so in 1967, that all changed, and they just got in bed. And now operations are run. Multipolar operations are run. They fund like the Americans will fund Israeli operations, so that the Israelis can point at the Americans for and say it was them. Mm-hmm. And the uh, Americans fund uh, the Israelis fund American operations, just like Epstein through conduits like. Uh, um, Les Wexner and it basically I see Epstein as an interlocutor um, for for multiple intelligence agencies to allow them to work on the uh, in America in general. But when it comes down to oh the science he was involved in, yeah. Epstein was thinking about the future. He wanted he w- wanted to be involved in every step. He wanted to know what was coming. And it, it's not a surprise the people he were hanging he was hanging around with as well. By the um late 90s and early noughties he was forming uh edge which was a scientific sort of group a kind of like club to be in with every big member from dawkins to Hawking. you know everybody yeah. was there nathan Mervoid hanging around um originally it was um uh, funded by a guy called john Bron- uh, brockman um but eventually by the early noughties it was just funded by epstein himself and the pictures show rupert murdoch and others and Epstein. There with his young uh, young concubine Cindy Lopez, and he was looking at everything. He was looking at saving genes, his own genes, replicating yeah. his genetics. He was looking at uh, building um, a futuristic sort of heaven for himself. Um, but all of uh, a lot of it, it was pipe dreams, of course, because the technology you want is never gonna quite happen the way you want it in your lifetime. Uh, But he was trying to action that. That's why he was getting all of these scientists together. And some big ones, some ones who are yet to be really named next to Epstein as well. People like um, Eric Weinstein, who uh, are part of the intellectual dark web brother, Brett Weinstein, of course, Um, he had actual uh, links, lots of links with Edge um, and attended their conferences when it was 100% funded by Jeffrey Epstein so there's a lot in the scientific community mm-hmm. he was everywhere he wanted a bit of everything he was mm-hmm. a finger in every pie he was really I, I mean he's a really a fantastic intelligence agent uh he d- did everything for everybody
1: yeah uh, I mean the whole the whole spreading his gene stuff when I first heard, heard that I thought oh it's not just an island for compromise it's a load of rich people coming here with prime young blonde blue-eyed european mm. girls that they could use for breeding purposes so that they could create you know whole that they could repopulate almost the planet with their genes and this is the sort of things that i was thinking uh, when i first heard that is there any truth in that if prince andrew go in there not just to be a pedophile but because he wanted lots of prince andrews out there in the future
2: no, I don't think Prince Andrew was a good example of of something they'd want to replicate the genetics of at all. Um, <laughs> true, I think even true. Epstein and and Maxwell knew that. But he was fantastic for two other reasons. He was arms uh, uh, arms salesman for the British Overseas Trade Board, um, and he also uh, his influence and the, the the British people especially and the people who you know hung around in these circles like scientist Melanie Walker. They were all desperate to. Be uh, have a bit of that influence, have a bit of the 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 royal family rub off, and then be able to go to the big balls and meet the big people. You know, it's it's all influence. So so that's why he was around. He wasn't he wasn't around to spread his genes. And I think a lot of that was just influence operations. A lot of the island could also be turned to look like it wasn't. So a wife could turn up at the party with Al Gore, for instance, and everybody acts like it's not a um, an island for compromise. So you know there, there, there are dual purposes on the island mm-hmm. and there are no doubt there are many
1: many uh islands uh dotted around the world in nice tropical places that we don't hear about we only hear about the epstein island just like we only hear about the migrants that come in dover look at these yeah look at this look at this small uh element of the problem and not the full larger picture. And talking of the larger picture, Uh, the larger picture is all meeting in Davos. Uh, Johnny, I've actually got a list of who's who. That's going to be there. So uh, lots of... uh, uh, Who's coming from America? Blinken? And Jake Sullivan are both there. Uh, I wonder why two of the top security people and uh, the, the, the 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 US Secretary of State, a warmonger, and a Zionist. I wonder why he's there. There's a whole load of other heads of states there. Uh, what is your um, what do you think is gonna be sort of the main thrust of the agenda in Davos over the next week? And how is it gonna impact on us plebs out in the rest of the world?
2: Well, uh, yeah, that that is really the focus: how to influence the plebs, because it's all about leaders this time and restoring trust. And what you're 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 seeing is the security um, aspect of that within Blinken and the Israelis as well. Uh, you saw it in actual fact, Davos, when it goes into wartime, like when the iraq war happened it just filled up with with american statesmen who were you know who were pushing uh like colin powell and stuff uh who were pushing really really for the war so we're going to see that again of course we're going to see that these are the big businessmen and war is business as well and the aftermath of war is business and what this is all about is rebuilding trust within communities with our leaders like they have the climate ceos and they have Uh, leadership for AI and stuff you know they're looking at the leadership again we can hear it repeated over and over again so that'll attract the big wigs because it's basically saying look jobs over here jobs for you for stature for virtue to make yourself uh, in with the crowd nod nod wink wink uh, and all of that so I I think that that what we're going to see is yeah rebuilding of trust is the main theme because they've depleted it so badly and how are they going to rebuild it well by writing laws and rules that make us have to trust them
1: yeah uh censorship i think when i see rebuilding trust and regaining trust from the worldwide community uh, i think i know how they're going to do that they're just going to censor us so that nobody can see anyone mistrusting uh, the World Economic Forum or the people that attend there. And there are four other things on their agenda. Uh, achieving security and cooperation in a fractured world. Uh, war, that's what I think when I hear that. Uh, creating growth and jobs for a new era. Uh, that's going to be the AI revolution, and we're all going to be the useless class, uh, high on drugs, playing computer games. Uh, artificial intelligence is a driving force for the economy and society. And a long-term strategy for climate, nature and energy, that's actually bottom of their agenda, which is a bit of a surprise. Uh, Is there anything uh, on those uh, agenda elements that really stand out to you other than the rebuilding trust part?
2: yeah i find ai is obviously going to be it's just exponential increase in what we hear and understand it's moving so fast and it's moving faster than we can understand it you know it's that this is what one of the biggest problems we've got at the moment is going to keep going um I, i i i talk across boundaries and borders. Uh, I go on to uh, X spaces at the moment, and I like talking across borders and having a bit of an argument about things. And I'd really like to start understanding what the people who envision AI being a massive part of our future, you know, what they believe in, because that's really what we're seeing is, is those people take over and they will be all powerful. They will have all of the control. Soon, there will be rooms full of bots talking to each other each other and they won't even know their bots. It, the, the complicated nature of AI is beyond us and it becomes indistinguishable from magic, uh, semi pseudo religious. Um, and we will see people who are able to trick other people, we will see videos able to trick people, photos able mm-hmm. to trick people, misinformation, disinformation, malinformation, mal misinformation, etc, etc. Et we'll keep it, seeing all of this increase, increase, increase with the growth of AI. I think that's the most important thing we're facing at the future um and it it isn't all doom and gloom we could we could actually uh limit things or we we could bring it under control and i don't think an ai singularity is ever going to happen personally um but they will make you believe it has so that Mm -hmm. they can make you do things and tell you the super coop you do knows everything knows what to do so that's what they're heading towards and kissinger and schmidt wrote it out really in a in um that, that that's what they're looking for in the future is some sort of computer system that can tell us all what to do and we won't understand why we have to do it but we have to do it and we all accept it that sounds like dystopia to me
1: Yeah, it sounds like a a nightmarish episode uh, out of the 1960s Star Trek. I think there's a a world that they landed on where the the AI had always ruled over these people and they know no different. You know, they're sort of bit removed, you know, thousands and thousands of years down the line. Uh, I'm going to try and tie all these things together after the break, Johnny. And hopefully me and you both come to the same conclusion. And that conclusion is revolution is the only solution. So please stay right with us here on TNT Radio
0: weather with reality and perspective.
1: I was
3: asked today by someone, what makes me mad? What gets me anxious? Lies, distortion, not telling the whole truth, trying to paint something different than what it actually is because you have an agenda. That gets me upset. The reason it gets me upset is I think everyone should have the opportunity to decide for themselves based on all information possible, what they want to do with their lives. Let's take the global temperature. The global temperature is a very poor metric for measuring the climate. Better than the global temperature is what we call the wet bulb temperature, which is the saturation temperature of the air. And even better than that, just use pure water vapor. That explains everything. If we try the amount of increase of water vapor. We know the correlation between temperature and water vapor. It explains beautifully what's going on. We don't even need any CO2 back radiation theory. But you're not going to hear that. It makes me mad. And you know why it makes me mad? Because it's not telling the truth. It's hiding the truth, distorting the truth. And that means that you cannot make the decision you need to make as an individual with your free will. And basically, that's what this whole climate fight is all about. This is TNT climate and weather watchdog, meteorologist Joe Bastardi, asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you've got.
1: Anticipate potential delays for
3: the morning commute. In other news, a recent government report on prescription drug pricing points to corporate mountains. Freedom of the press is about your right to know.
0: What are you talking about, man? Look at his
3: stats. It's about your right to be informed. Your right to access all types of information keeps us free as a nation. No, 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 no. Today, there are real threats to press freedom. Areas, and your right to know about the world around us. Look. Some threats are obvious, some are easy to miss. But they all put our way of life at risk. We must defend against all of these threats, no matter what kind of news is important to you. ...justified putting American troops in harm's way. That's a great question. We must protect our right to know before it's too late. Understand the threats. ProtectPressFreedom.org.
0: Instead of a shovel and pick to dig deeper, Darren Denslow has his iMac G3 and rusty magnifying glass so he can dig deeper for the real story. This is Digging Deeper with D.D. Denslow
1: on today's News Talk TNT Radio. Uh, welcome back to TNT Radio. Yes, you're with me, DD Denslow 4. I'm with Johnny Vedmore for about another 15 minutes. We've been talking about uh, Jews under the ground. We've been talking about the potential Third World War and the conflicts in Ukraine and the conflicts in the Middle East. Uh, we've been talking about Epstein Island. Uh, we've been talking about all the, the most wealthiest richest most influential and powerful people on the planet all to come in together for a nice little jolly in davos to make decisions on our future and whilst we have all that going on just in the first few weeks of 2024 throughout the rest of the 2024 we've got multiple really important elections particularly in the usa where we've got all the fraud of donald trump and here in the uk where we're currently ruled over by people who have never been elected who are making decisions on things like going to war. Now, I've been screaming at the top of my voice. I think it's about time after everything that we've experienced in the last four years. You can go back as far as Brexit. Hey, you can go back as far as you like. We need a revolution. The politicians and the systems that we have in place that organize our society aren't working for the people. And I see in the live chat, and big shout out to everybody in there, that I'm getting similar comments from the people listening today. Gold Eagle says it's about time we take back what is ours. we reclaim what is ours. And that is this beautiful once green islands of Great Britain that we live in. And others are saying other, comments that are very very similar how do you feel about that do you think elections and voting is the answer to our woes particularly after what we've experienced over the last five years ten years or do we need a change a completely different system in place it might not even have to be democratic uh maybe we could get the ai to do it who knows what do you think we need uh in the future and how should the public react and behave and respond to the elections that are coming down the line to us.
2: We need to uh, change the homogenization of society, of culture, of our very distinct tribal uh, aspects of our original tribes in the UK, especially. I mean, it's harder for the Americans to understand what that is because they've only had a few hundred years of history. But I can tell you, uh, I, I, I try and preach something that no one else does in this country, and they don't understand. People really don't understand. I'm not about destroying England. I'm not about destroying Wales. I'm not about destroying Scotland. I'm about the idea of really looking. If we got the science, if we want to use genetic science in the right way, we can already look and we can see exactly wh- the different, completely different genetics that are around the UK. Now, that's a revolution waiting to happen. So most of England, the southeast, is, uh, is Norman genes. It's basically northern French genes, of course. But mm-hmm. Cornish genes are distinct, Devonian genes are distinct South Wales South Pembrokeshire, North Pembrokeshire all separate, all distinct North Wales, the Marshall Lords, the Lanx, the Humber's, all of the people at the Elmet have gone nowhere in 1,500 years, doesn't matter how much you try and push them away, the Watling Street seemed to the end of the, was the end of the road for Norman Conquest, you've got, you've got, what, eight different uh, genetics I think in Scotland itself, including the islands Uh, what we've got is a country It's super diverse uh, genetically all different tribes all different genetics all different like like uh, uh, origin stories people who came and settled and fought and it's their land and it was taken it was homogenized into england wales and scotland and i think we need to respect the original, uh, that uh, tribal instinct within us isn't always a negative thing if we can learn who we are, we can better uh, communicate ourselves to our neighbours who may be different and we can save the different aspects of culture that have been lost over years in both England, Wales and Scotland and it means thinking about Britain in a completely different way and having to drop certain parts where you can still form a union between tribal groups but you've got to respect each individual tribal group and I think that there's that's not happening instead there's an influx of immigration coming in to wipe out and to again homogenise and it seems to be an assault that is directly from London you know we know that this is a different it, it, what, what we're being ruled by these massive cities and we're entering into the, uh, the, the next the, this, this great reset where they're going to build men megacities and push us off the land they're pushing us off the land for a reason they're taking away our ancestry we're taking away who we are and they're making us into something else their own Uh creation and we need to Uh stop that
1: so i mean that sounds like uh you you were suggesting you know are they pushing the clergy plan on us is the answer yeah, and that's homogenizing us, making us all the same, making us all look the same, believe the same, speak the same think the same, and respond in the same way to the stimuli put on us uh, by the powers that be. But what you're suggesting is maybe we could uh, withdraw from this sort of collective nature and come back to our more cultural tribal groups. So we have a government in the southwest of England, we have a government in Wales, we have a government in the southeast for the Normans and so on do you think that's a better way for us to organize our society rather than having this central superpower in london in washington dc which ultimately they want to put into you know i don't know geneva we'll make geneva the capital of the planet is that is that their aim we need to pull away from that and and look after ourselves and uh, organize ourselves in smaller regional areas
2: yeah, people don't know what's going on because they don't know who they are. They don't know who they really are. They've lost... Mm-hmm. They know they're missing something. They know they're not getting it from this bigger idea of whatever the nation state is. And this is happening all around the world. There are people who are groups, they're individual groups. Listen, if I go across the way to Bristol, I'm in Cardiff. If I go across the way to Bristol, it may only be like 45 miles or something, but there's there's a distinct difference between culture, between heritage, between who we are. You go down to Cornwall, it's crazily different, because they're literally a different people who are not being respected and appreciated. And once we learn to appreciate our own people, our own people, we can Uh appreciate everybody, and we can learn to integrate people in a way that's much more healthy. And that means integration around the entirety of our own country. But I don't want Cornish people to be lost to uh, waves of immigration that come in. I don't want the ofonian people to be lost i don't want the humbers to be lost i want them to be respected and however much you bring in as long as it's only a small amount they they and the cultures aren't so different they will homogenize uh, they will get homogenized into the st- tribal groups they will become of that genetics in two or three yeah. uh cycles down the line that's just uh-huh. the way it works the fact is even if someone comes in as an extreme muslim right now and doesn't let their kids see anybody well their grandkids and their great-grandkids are going to End up marrying someone from this country, and the genetics are going to disappear in time. As long as uh-huh. we don't end up with this complete mass immigration, where it's just uh, fill up as. And you call you you coin you say about the Kalergi plan. Well, I don't think that was necessarily a plan, but I think it's where it leads with their policy. I don't think that there was ever actually they ever adopted that. Even though that it is true that he did write about that, I don't think uh-huh. they ever adopted it. I think it just it it ends that way because. These rich men are all usually of one race. We've got the clergy plan
1: by default is what you're saying. It's just a natural right. outcome uh, from the actions and decisions made by the people in power. And it's interesting that you brought up Devon and Cornwall. Uh, there'll be people here who may be not familiar with those parts of the country. I always said here in Plymouth, Devon, we would never experience the mass immigration that say the Southeast or London or Bradford or you know Birmingham or other areas in the country experienced because we were a homogenized group, because we were a collective of Plymouthians, of janners, of people from Devonshire, the Cornish, absolutely no way. I can't even go down the Cornwall myself with a Plymouth act. I know. I can't walk I can't walk into a I pub know. without them all turning around and going, here. Uh, You're from that city, you, and you. I, was, I, was just wanted, I just wanted a set of darts and a pint, mate. This is back in the day <laughs> when I drank. Uh, and yeah, oh, I got a frosty reception when it wasn't tourist time down in Cornwall. And I'm like, mate, I'm only over the bridge. They're like, ah, yeah, stay over that side of the bridge. There's a reason why we uh-huh. pay to let people out of Cornwall and so on. Um, and, and that's all changing. You go to Truro now. And you will see Africans roaming around in Truro of all the places in the country. And I honestly thought um, I would never ever see that Johnny. And yet it is happening. How do we pull this back? How do we regain our power? As was mentioned in the live chat? How do we deal with the politicians in London in the general election? And I suspect because of immigration, because we've got three hundred people coming in through Dover every couple of days now, the, the weather's got a bit better. That they're going to have that election sooner rather than later, because people they don't want people going to the ballot box thinking that we're being mm. invaded. What do we do? What's the solution, John?
2: We got we got to do something very soon, and we got to do something very clear. There's one there's one way that they allow all of these things to happen, and we allow all these things to happen. That's by having a virtue shield. They put up something that that you say oh you're a racist if you say this you're a sexist if you say this you're a transphobe if you say this you're this that this that this that and what they're doing is calling you schoolyard names and making you feel outside of the wider society but wider society isn't speaking up and a lot of people feel exactly the same you don't have to be a racist to say listen random immigration all over the place is destroying parts of my community Mm -hmm. I, i understand that i look around and i see my community's changed massively over the past 10 years and eventually if they keep pushing at this rate there is going to be some form of violence breakout in different areas that is is uh, honestly uh, completely predictable and completely avoidable and all of this is about the fact we don't have any services we are having our lives cut away we don't have any hope we don't have anything to start off with so to bring people who don't have have hope into a place where they think everybody has hope in actual fact they don't have hope creates a state of hyper normalization that we all end up bubbling around in, and we have no idea what's really going on so i I mean the way we pull it back is by being honest and taking down the virtue walls and saying right if we've been a victim if you've been a victim even if it's of anything the only way we get over it is by not completely just using sympathy for for the victimization but stand up getting strong and fighting so we we don't need victim shields we don't need virtue shields we don't need to feel like the victim we need to be the people in charge and take control mm-hmm. and i actually think johnny we are getting to
1: a point where we are at that inflection point if you want to call it where there is going to be a snap where that elastic band that's been pulled on the public is going to break and there will be
2: doesn't need to happen yeah it doesn't need to happen at all they just stop it could just stop mm-hmm.
1: it will be interesting to see what happens have you got any predictions then on the general election uh, when do you think it's going to happen here in the uk and what's going to be the outcome of that election and i fear the worst I,
2: I, 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 yeah i i can't i can't see them getting past maybe august july august i can't see him getting past that without there being a lot of hullabaloo but they don't they don't mind a bit of hullabaloo so it doesn't matter anyway a bit of drama so i i mean the later they can put it off is december i would say about july uh, august and and it is a disgrace what the fact that we've got we've had truss and sunakin and and no one voted for him i i mean when i think when if you look back at boris johnson when he's quite going for a I think you could see it in his face that he knows that he's not actually being voted into power. We're voting the bankers into power, and that's uh-huh. who Richie Sunak is. The next stage is even worse. I mean, just worse. So you haven't got anyone to vote for anyway. It is time to look towards forms of revolution and forms of reforming society on a, as a whole.
1: I couldn't agree with more and I'm going to continue uh, on my social media here on TNT of the platform I'm provided here to push for a revolution. About time we get into the streets or we could have a Starmer government or we could have a Sunak government. It doesn't really matter. They're both the same cheeks of the same ass. Uh, either way, we're in trouble. Johnny, it's been a fantastic talk. Thanks ever so much for coming on. Uh, and for everybody who is listening, uh, I'm going to be right back with another freedom fighter, Michelle Effendi, all the the way from the US So please stay right here with us on TNT Radio.